BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I want to hear from you today like I want to hear from you every day because I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start living your own. People always talk about what you cannot do and what you should do, and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. This show is for you, so welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. My guest on the show is Bobby Cartwright Jr., the executive producer of Gospel Superfest Live in Columbus, Ohio, Gospel Superfest Holiday, Gospel Superfest Easter Jam. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Bobby Cartwright Jr. How you doing, Bobby? Hey, Rashawn. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being patient with my uh, technical side to get on your call, call well, today. When you're spreading the word of the Lord, I got to be uh, singing the word of the Lord or praising the word of the Lord. I have to be patient. Tell us about this upcoming event. But for, before we go there, I apologize. Talk about the history of those of these Superfest events that you've been putting together for years. Well, well in, in 19... 19- 98, I got a vision from the Lord in my sleep, and the Lord showed me Gospel Superfest uh, in, in a vision. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is too much work. And um, I could not sleep for, for days. I kept telling my wife, the Lord is giving me something big. He's giving me something big. And she said, okay, it's big. Just let me go to sleep, please. You know, I said, no, you don't understand, honey. This, this is going to be big. And she said, okay. And so 
I, I couldn't sleep until I start planning the first one. Um, it was like a burning. And um, so the Lord gave me the date, he gave me June 9th, 10th and 11th, the year 2000. That was the year when uh, the computers were going to crash. The Chinese were going to attack Y2K. We didn't know what was going on. We had never seen two zero zero anything. It was 19, always 19 something. Right. And so I decided this was going to be the granddaddy of them all three day uh, festival in Louisville, Kentucky. And we invited 30 something acts to come. And, and to my surprise, they all came. And uh, I mean, we had the who's who's of gospel back there 23 uh, years ago. And we, and we did the first one and we, and we almost lost our shirt since you <laughs> in, in the first one. And then, then we did the second one. Then we did the third one. Then we did the fourth one and it kept going. And now uh, we just finished the 20th gospel super fest. And through that uh, time period, we've been syndicated uh, for 23 consecutive years on uh, domestic syndication, reaching 80% of the country with five, uh, one hour specials, um, a quarter, actually five, one hour specials a year. And on top of that, I was telling a gentleman the other day, a uh, gospel Superfest has played on every major black cable network in the United States from BET to TV one to bounce, to aspire to, uh, Byron Allen's griot in some form or fashion, we've delivered content to all of those black networks while simultaneously being in domestic syndication on ABC, NBC, and Fox affiliates around the country. But all of that uh, comes as we were novice and just obeying, you know, the word of the Lord, obeying what he told us to do. And we just, you know, uh, year after year after year, compiled knowledge and year after year after year uh, created relationships. And now this particular year, um, we've been picked up by uh, BET. So it's just a miracle, really. Well, you know, it's a, it's a consistency because along that ride, how we met was when Steve Harvey and I were doing the BET celebration of gospel because that right. came right after you started in 2000 and we did it for 13 straight years. And guess what? You still doing it. So I commend you because the journey is about effort. A journey is about consistency. Now, Unity Media, which came first? Did the did the uh, gospel uh, Superfest come first or did your production company started by you and your wife come first? Well, the production company come first. I'm glad that you asked that because that's a, a, an interesting story. I was um, a, a station manager of a F, if a AM a radio station in Cincinnati, I was the morning morning drive host, uh, the janitor, the PD, whatever. When you got a little small uh, daytimes, uh, uh, day what you call it daytime, where you can hear it in the day, you better can hear it in the night when the signal goes down. Mm -hmm. I was running a a radio station in Cincinnati in in the late '90s, and so the manager or the owner, he wanted to get out of it. He wanted to sell it. And he offered it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is too much work." Um, I said that same thing again. I don't know, the AM station. I knew every pastor's car is Mercedes. I got my business cards. When I'm trying to get him 15 minutes of airtime selling, you know, AM Christian radio. And I said, oh, I, you know, I want to get out of this. So I, I went home and I told my wife that um, uh, John had offered me the station and I told him no. And she said, why did you tell him no? Go back and tell him we want it. Well, she don't do no work at the station. I'm doing all the work, <laughs> 
And so I, I went back to John and I told him, I said, okay, you know, I talked to my wife. We want to try to give it a shot. Well, we formed the company, Unity Media. We got an investor, gave us a few, you know, a few thousand dollars, whatever. And we got to the point where we were getting ready to get the radio station and we got outbid. Wow. So somebody that was, you know, I don't want to get too in the weeds, but someone who was under me at the station that I was their manager ended up putting a group together and they outbid me. They got the station. Wow. So I went, so I went back to my uh, investors and I said, well, I, I got to give you guys your money back because we didn't, we lost the station. They said, no, no, no. We weren't investing in the station. We were investing in you. So you figure it out, but we're not, we don't want our money back. And so then, so we started consulting. Mm. So, so at that point we started, you know, picking up con- uh, clients and just telling them how to run their stations. You know, what consultants do, we supposedly right. know it all. Yes, sir. And so yes. I was, so I, I changed it into a consulting firm and started consulting uh, low power TV stations. And I ran across this station that was a black owned WB affiliate. You remember the double W, the frog and yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, these business uh, guys, bought this station, but didn't know how to run it. So I basically talked my way into a job. I said, look, I've been doing radio. I said, there's really no difference. One spot's got pictures and one spot doesn't have pictures. I believe I can handle this for you. So I came in as a consultant slash general manager of a low power TV station that had cable carriage. And that was my first step into television. So as I was the general manager and all of that, People, the syndicators like Don Cornelius and Byron mm-hmm. Allen and all of those folks were trying to get our market. So they would come to me to get Dayton, Ohio, which was market 53 at the time. And I would have to sign off on their contracts. So I was like, okay, I tell my secretary, uh, I'll sign that contract, but make another copy of it and put it on my desk and I'll look at it later. So I start studying all of the syndicators and what they were doing and how they were syndicating their shows. And basically, to be completely honest with you, I duplicated that. Mm. And then I took uh, Gospel Superfest and modeled it after Soul Train. So if you remember, Soul Train was uh, Soul Train awards soul train weekly soul train christmas star fest soul train lady of soul you had soul train as the umbrella title then you had all of these subtitle shows that don cornelius and his genius had put you know put out in the marketplace and so i said this is a great idea so we did Gospel Superfest Holiday, Gospel Superfest Easter Jam, Gospel Superfest Black History Month, Gospel. So it was really basically the the Soul Train model flipped for Jesus. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> And that's how I syndicated. A lot of people compare me with other gospel shows, but to be completely transparent, I just really coattailed Don Cornelius and changed gospel, changed Soul Train to Gospel Superfest and put uh, subtitles under it. And that's how we syndicated uh, the Gospel Superfest. Congratulations. And congratulations for having a, a wife who every time you said something, she either went back to sleep or tell you to go go do it. And, <laughs> and both of y'all, because we were syndicated on... Uh, on, H- on t- over 20 HBCU stations. And both of you guys are HBCU grads, correct? We went to HBCUs. I got my, I, I dropped out after two years. She she got her degree from Howard, mm-hmm. but she, we met at Kentucky State. Okay. And so, and, and that's another thread, but I, I left Kentucky State after my sophomore year. I, uh, my 
schoolmates and classmates were all of the members of Midnight Star. If you remember, Midnight Star oh, was formed on, on the campus of, of uh, um, Kentucky State University. We're all friends to this day. We were all studying together. My wife was in biology, so she wanted to move on. So she moved over to Howard her um, junior year and finished at Howard. I didn't finish then. I went on the road with the Ohio players and M2 May and Heat Wave and a whole bunch of R&B groups because all I really wanted before I was saved hey, Bobby, Bobby, was a, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, Ohio players. They used to have the semi-new women on the album cover. M2 man, come on now. I, when I was 21 years old, <laughs> I joined the Ohio players as a stage technician. So a friend of mine was getting a job. The Ohio players had uh, lost most of their road crew. I, I don't know, know why they did, but people said, well, they weren't getting paid. They was upset. So all of their really strong tech people went with the Commodores, and the Ohio players didn't have any road crew. So a friend of mine named Kenny Thomas, who's deceased now, he kept coming over to my house, said, hey, man, we're going out in two weeks. You ought to come with us, man. We're going out. You're going to go on tour. And I was like, oh, man, I'm trying to start my own group. I, I don't know. So he come around the next week, man. We down to three people. We need three more people. And I said, <laughs> then, then my band started not making rehearsals. The singers was like, can't find babysitters and stuff like this. I'm like, oh, this band ain't going nowhere, you know? So he came around again and he said, like, I got one position left. It's the valet position. You'll handle all the, the clothes and wardrobe. You, you need to come on and go out with us. So I looked at what the band was doing. The band was doing nothing. And so I disbanded the band and jumped on uh, the Ohio Players crew when I was 21 years old. Congratulations, And went out, man. went out with them for three years. Man. What a great story. We're talking to Bobby Cartwright Jr. He's the executive producer and uh, founder of the Gospel Superfest. As he said, he just used his brain. He looked at what Don Cornelius was doing and just did his own version. Instead of the R&B spin, it was a gospel spin. The Gospel Superfest Easter Jam will air on BET April 9th, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. I'm always searching for books that will benefit entrepreneurs. Soar, Build Your Vision from the Ground Up by Bishop T.D. Jakes is a book that aims to educate and empower readers on how to transform their vision into a reality. Everything starts with the vision, expanding your vision, going to new horizons, always being progressive, not being so busy doing the work that you don't get to think the work you do. Most entrepreneurs, the same thing that made them great is killing them. They're so busy doing the work that they don't get a chance to think the work and they cannot confuse busyness with business. You have to build your own wings. I use again the metaphor of the Wright brothers, and it took them forever to get the plane in the air, but they had to build their own wings in order to get it done. It's not going to happen through magic. It is a building process. If you want to hear this full interview with Bishop T.D. Jakes, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I'm speaking to Bobby Cartwright Jr. As you said earlier, prior to our break, Unity Media, a Christian-based firm owned by husband and wife Bobby and Renita Cartwright. Everything starts with a dream. Everything starts with an idea. Every, we all have these opportunities. What do we do with these opportunities? He saw an opportunity presented to him to do a radio station. He didn't think he was capable of doing that. He didn't think he wanted to do the work. His wife looked at him. She knew who she married to. She knew what he could do. Pushed him right back out that door. And when she pushed him right back out that door, he realized the dream was superseded by somebody else. 
And then he found out it wasn't about the station. It was about him. And there's so many of us out there in the streets today don't understand our own personal value. And if you don't understand your personal value, then you will never have significant growth. That's what Money Making Conversation Masterclass is all about. Bringing people like Bobby Cartwright Jr. on the show to let you know. If you see it, you can do it. But you better be consistent. You better realize the amount of effort you got to put into it. And more importantly, you got to surround yourself by someone or some people who believe in you. In your case, Bobby, it got to be your wife, Renita. Talk talk to us about it. It is. It is definitely is her. I mean, she is the perfect temperament for this because there's a, a lot of things that, you know, I, I went very, very fast with this interview, but around the second Gospel Superfest, actually the first Gospel Superfest, uh, the people kept telling me because the tickets were so slow, and you know how black concerts are. We wait to the last minute. Yes. And so uh, it's three-day event, and tickets were slow, and the people kept coming up to me, uh, aren't you going to cancel? Aren't you going to cancel? I'm like, no, no. The, uh, the Lord told me not to do this. And the Lord told me to do this. I'm not canceling. Uh, Rashawn, Monday morning, those folks were wrapped around that at lunchtime. We were wrapped around that Coliseum buying these last minute tickets on Monday morning, the week of the show. The show was in June. I had been up on the air since February trying to push this concert, Mm -hmm. and they didn't respond until a week before. Mm -hmm. And and that week, I said, Lord, I I don't know if I have promoted stomach or not, because this is just ridiculous. But it was the last minute, and I, I held faith, and we had a sponsor that year. And uh, well, I can just say it, it was Kmart. You know, Kmart was in for a nice bundle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the week of the show, K- Kmart got in some bankruptcy trouble or something was going on, and they pulled out. Yes. So, yes. so mm-hmm. on Monday morning, I had no sponsor, no major sponsor. The, the tickets looked funny. And I, but the Lord said, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we kept, we, we kept what we were supposed to do. We did it. And we were about eight grand short. And so I went to my banker and I, I, I took a second mortgage out on my house because I'm a man of integrity. If I say I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you. I don't, you know, hook or crook or I shouldn't say it like that, but I'm going to pay you. Mm-hmm. So I, I went and got, I took a second mortgage out of my house and I brought the papers home to my wife and I said, honey, I need you to sign right here. You see where the yellow sticker is? I need you to sign right here. And I need you to sign right here. She said, what is it? Don't worry about it. Neither. She said, well, what? I said, it's a second mortgage. I need to pay the lighting department. Just sign right here. You know, she's like, oh, boy. So every time I made my house payment, I was like, I'm paying for Gospel Superfest. And this was 20-something <laughs> years ago. But I, that's the kind of wife I have. It's like she is in, all in, you know. And uh, so we second mortgaged our house, paid the lighting department off, kept our integrity, went on to the next year, and then we started making money probably about year three or four. We didn't make any money in the first two or three years. It was you know, it, that's just the way some of these projects go. You have to invest and you have to believe in what you're doing. Well, you know, the inconsistency, I'm speaking to Bobby Cartwright, uh, Gospel Superfest is, uh, is, is his is his dream, is his brand that he's developed over the years. Like he said, over 20 years, he's been doing over 23 years. Let me be correct. Uh, the next one that's airing uh, Gospel Fest uh, Easter Jam is airing April 9th on BET. Now, let me talk to you about, um, you know, you have, you know, you have pop. You have pop music, you have rap music, you have R&B music, you have gospel. 
Now, there are different age groups that are attracted to those basic basic music genres. I'm just talking about black because I could mention rock. I could mention uh, gospel. I mean, uh, country, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just talking about black people and these ranges mm-hmm. of music they do. Now, does it frustrate you when you know that a rap artist will sell tickets like that or, mm-hmm. or, or, or a hot R&B artist will sell tickets like that? Or a crossover act like Weekend will sell tickets like that. When you see how even today the hottest gospel acts really don't move tickets as fast as the hottest rap act, correct? That is true. That's definitely true. It's a definitely an eco- economic uh, gulf gap between, if I could use the word psychic, there's definitely a different uh, economic. Uh, dynamic to that and i don't know mm-hmm. a lot of times they expect the gospel people to travel and pay you know and 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 play for free or pre- preachers to come but they have expenses that too they've got right. overhead and things and families to feed and the whole nine just like anybody else does so i don't know why there's such a gap there the attraction is might not be there but some artists have garnered larger uh, uh audiences than others down through the years Absolutely. Uh, Bobby, let's talk about sponsors. What do you know? Because we're just talking business, money making conversation, masterclass. What does a sponsor who sponsors your events, what do they look for? Because people are always talking to me, I can need a sponsor for this. I need a sponsor for this. You've seen what you had to build. Like you said, your first concert, you had Kmart and they filed bankruptcy. They went away, but you still had smaller sponsors that. What do you think has been the magical hook for you to get sponsors and build your dollar on each sponsor over the years? Well, you know, it's been, you know, to be what I feel personally, it's been an anointing that God has given me an ability to just create something that would appeal to corporate America. Because we have been, we've been sponsored by Procter & Gamble since 2002. And we've been sponsored, we did an uh, eight-year, it was either eight years or nine-year run. And we, I don't know if you remember, Rashawn, but we were the all-state gospel superfest right. from t- 2009 mm-hmm. to 2016. So mm-hmm. we did uh, eight years, six years. What is it? I got my math all messed up, <laughs> but it's at least eight years. Eight years were, uh, and I know exactly it was eight years because it was the length and breadth of the Obama presidency that we were the Allstate Gospel Superfest. So Allstate was our title sponsor. Procter & Gamble has been our presenting sponsor or in some form or fashion. And you know, African-American eyeballs are African-American eyeballs. And what you have to do if you're selling a gospel show or something like that, you have to make your case and you have to make your case based on the reach that you're able to provide to your client and, you know, to your potential client. It's all about numbers. It's all about reach and demographics. Are you reaching women? Are you reaching men? Is it 18 to 49, 24 to uh, 25 to 54, whatever that, you know, that demographic that you're, that you're pitching, you have to bring the numbers. And uh, one of the things that I did, um, because there were other gospel shows that preceded me in the business. And I knew I was going into territory that the folks were already buying those shows. And so I, I never sold against another show. It was always, 
you know, if you can find a little piece of the pie for us, or if I use a biblical uh, phrase, it was crumbs from the master's table. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I would never go in there and sell against Dr. Bobby Jones or anybody like that. I was always saying, I know you've already been in these shows. We're just asking you if you could find a little uh, place for us in your budget. And I always kept my integrity when I would get in front of corporate America, in front of, front of clients. I can sleep at night because I never had to cut somebody's throat. I never had to go in all under handedly and all that kind of stuff, how people say all these, you know, how people are. Well, you know, Bobby, and, you know, uh, let, let me just ask you this, because I got to say this, and that's what, uh, because I, I respect that, the integrity part. What it disappoints me is the fact that, you know, they got a big budget for pop. They got a big budget for country. They got a big budget for rock. And you don't have to go in there in the crab in the barrel type theme when it's yeah. into black entertainment, black events, you know, because that's because they just section off and say, well, well we're just going to reach that audience. Well, we know the power of the black dollar. We know the power of the black consumer because we also know that women are probably about 75 percent of the gospel audience. And we also know that's that true. black women are the decision makers in the, in the, in the buying household. And so when I, I look at that, you know me, man, I get annoyed because I've had to battle the same conversation you have trying to get sponsors, trying to convince them that, they, that these same black people who they know buy cars, buy computers, you know, buy, buy, buy homes, uh, buy groceries, they have to say, they question it. When you when you walk in the room and go, I can put you in front of 5,000 people. I can put you in front of 10,000 people. I can put you on a network, things like that. That frustration mm -hmm. is that I understand you go through, and that's why I wanted to bring you on my show. Just let people hear your story because to get to where you've gotten with the Gospel Superfest is a, is, is a testament, not only to who you are, but also who your, who your wife is as well. Well, she's a definitely a woman, a woman of integrity, and she's the prayer warrior of, of the household, that's for sure. Um, people ask me, you know, how did this uh, holiness woman marry this carnal brother? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, M. made now, you're out there with a midnight star. You're out there with Ohio players. I can only imagine the Ohio player tour. That's I'll just stop right there. Cause I ain't gonna mess yeah. up your I ain't gonna mess up your history. I ain't gonna mess no, up your I've been I've, I've been born again drug free since '87. <laughs> but, so, but before '87, you know, it was on and popping. I love it. I lo hey Bobby, tell us what uh, I know you got another event coming up in Jacksonville, Florida. The Gospel Superfest is coming in September in Jacksonville, Florida. But more importantly, tell everybody why they should watch. The episode, uh, Gospel Superfest Easter Jam, that's coming up April 9th on BET. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 